0: week i Maroon and Bold. We got a lot of sports to talk about. We'll start off with giving you guys an update on what's going on with uh, gymnastics coach Jerry Ryhard. Then we'll get into a little bit of Presley Hudson winning the three-point competition in Minnesota. Talk a little bit of football. If I got to talk with a couple of the coordinators, we'll update you with what they have to tell us about the team for the upcoming season. Then we'll also talk about the baseball team who recently has been on a hot streak. All that and more on Maroon and Bold next. <laughs> Welcome into Maroon and Bold. I'm sports editor Andrew McDonald. And sitting to my right is assistant sports editor Evan Petzold. Evan, how are we doing here on this Friday morning? Hola amigo.
1: Hola, hola, amigo. hola, amigo. <laughs>
0: hola, amigo. Honestly, might have start using that now after uh, Rob Akey decided to to greet us with such a abundance of energy this dude morning. has that too was, much energy but i love it i'm with <laughs> it i'm here that, for it that was something we finally got to talk to a couple of the football coaches and, and uh, charlie fry being the other one and, and rob though man he just he really stood out told told us to get coffee for lent but you really wouldn't know it by the way that he entered the room honestly i mean
1: you would have thought that he injected about eight red bulls into his veins before coming <laughs> in the door but that's just his personality though i i dig it i mean charlie charlie fry a little bit more like low-key as the, the offensive coordinator it seemed like but like, but, you know, but, but rob ackey just man I mean, I I like it though, right? That's as a reporter. I mean, y- you like the energy for so. sure.
0: We'll get into we'll get into football, but we got to break down what is really going on here. Still, probably the main story around Central Michigan's campus right now, just because of everything that it means. Um, with uh, Jerry Reinhardt, who's I mean, he's been here since the 1984-85 season. Was his first year coaching uh, gymnastics, and been here ever since. And the Morning Sun came out with a report um, earlier this week um, that you know kind of said that he was actually fired did say he was fired not kind of did say he was fired um and it was kind of like all right what is this because the morning sun is you know they're, they're a good paper up here they've always been known to be you know not incorrect they haven't made any big mistakes i mean we both know the guy who wrote it um and jim and and he's not like a you know he's a pretty good reporter he's been around whatever and he kind of read the report and he got further into it And i mean you just got to be blatantly honest here it, it was seemed pretty biased i mean it was a lot of the stuff that was coming out and I mean the, the word sad was used multiple times and that was kind of the lead was the long sad wait is over I mean you'd be the judge at home of what you know you think that that means or how that's written and kind of the way that he wrote at the end saying that his, his career will forever be tainted because of this like just made it seem like he was really voting for the guy it was so a news story but it,
1: it was a new story but it almost well it it not almost i mean it really did seem like a column
0: it did it did that's how it read it was exactly like a but column, the headline
1: right? was a news story exactly
0: when we were talking so, about it it's like you know it came out and i mean i honestly i'm be honest i i quoted it and I, I tweeted right away like oh you know he's gone like i don't know how they gotta hold this for us whatever but then i got into reading it and i was like there's no way this is true and i mean we we talk to some we made people. Our phone. And we calls. know our sources and stuff. And they, they told us like, there is absolutely no way that can be possible. Um, because of him being a union worker, you know, he, he has to go through a process, um, for a, over or a two week period of time, um, uh, before that can actually happen.
1: Yeah. Basically what happened was, um, you know, it was, it was just a few days ago. They handed him the 121 page report that the in- internal investigation team put together. There was 24 people that were interviewed, including current team members. Reinhardt, he was the last person to meet with the internal investigators. He met with them on March 20th, and that was delayed three weeks because one of his represent- representatives was unavailable. That's what the athletic department said, and that's, that's what I heard you know, earlier in, earlier in the week as well. But anyway, so, yeah, he, he finally gets a, these documents, and essentially he has two weeks to either respond, like within those two weeks, yeah. or at the end of two weeks, the university will issue a final determination. So it's basically on his call, which is why – he can't be fired yeah. Like, like you can't get fired. He could, you know, Now he could look at that 21, 121 page report yeah. today and walk in the door and say, yeah, I quit. I mean, he could, he could do that. He could say, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to retire. Um, or he waits it out and he sees if he gets fired or if he sees if he keeps his job. But again, unless, yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless he would have received that report early in the morning and then looked at it for five minutes and then said, yep, I quit. There's no way that that report from the Morning Sun could have been right because he has no, he has his sure. two weeks to look things over to think about it to figure out how he wants to respond um, to what that report though, says. To
0: just see how they would report that and actually get that. I mean, we talked we, we about talked about it it how did like, they get where yeah, they get like, that where from? Would they get it from. I mean, I I don't I don't know Jim's relation with you know Jerry Reinhardt exactly, but it almost felt like he was literally getting that information like, from him. I mean, that's what it felt like when you were spoon reading feeding it. Like, him. How yeah. else would he get that kind of information? I mean, it, it was pretty questionable. Like the way that he he wrote it and stuff and definitely a false report so it's nothing to, to worry about the morning sun took it down actually you know after that probably about an hour after that it stayed up for a pretty good amount of time yeah after people were grilling him on twitter and everything when it's did you see sand. it when did you
1: see it go up uh, i saw it around minutes
0: after it came out I don't, I don't remember the exact like time that it came out was it like noon something like that It was uh, yeah, yeah whenever i was in my uh because when i yeah
1: because <laughs> i noticed at two thirty it went down so yeah, i mean sure. yeah it was up it there was, for a good while and I mean I mean honestly I saw yeah cuz I saw the report from the morning sun at noon made a couple phone calls right after and I thought like okay I know now that this is not correct they're going to take it down immediately and it stayed up it stayed uh, up for brian, a while brian
0: manzullo the detroit free press kept, did a pretty good job of like keeping up on it and kind of just like doing almost like a, a, a feed of like what was happening yeah. and he, he at first he quoted it and was like the university had no choice kind of like what i did like saying oh you know this must be right it's the morning sun they usually do a good job of that then his next one was this is how the writer chooses to wrote it and everybody that read that was like oh my gosh like how did this come out he and then right when it got deleted he you know kept that thread going and said that, like oh they took it down now so obviously they didn't feel right about it Um, i I, I don't know how who published it or what happened there but nevertheless i mean this has been something that's been going on for a while and you know we've been told that you know we we will be told right when it happens so it's definitely something that's still going to take a little bit longer to actually find the uh the final thing uh, or the final decision of what you know michael alfred and this athletic department decides to do or if he decides to quit or whatever it might be uh, along those lines but it's uh it's definitely been an interesting case just because this is a guy who has been here for so long he means a lot to the community and anything that we post you know i mean we we did a couple of reports you guys can check out on cm life that are i mean pretty in depth with with what's actually you know been or what was in his personnel file and everything else and no matter what there's still been supporters for jerry i mean oh a, yeah a facebook mean, page and like there's a
1: facebook page with <laughs> 170 or excuse me 371 people that like it yeah i mean People know – I mean, yeah, people do care about no him. No matter what, people yeah.
0: say that he's good and, like, oh, you know, you got you to say all the good things about him, too, and, like, what what you know, what, what's come out that's good about him. We've, we've tried to get some of that as well. Uh, I mean, I, I don't – you know, I'm not – I don't know that much about the guy. I really don't know him that well personally. He's not one of the coaches I've talked to here more, so I don't really have a relationship with him to know more of how he is just, you know, around media or whatever, but – um, from what we've seen i mean the reports seem to add up a little bit
1: yeah they, they they add up and i think the other thing too is you have to remember that you know there's always going to be people that support somebody like this i mean he clearly was i mean he's a winning coach he had yeah. he had team members that loved him that's always he, something you know. that makes it hard for a fan base oh to like yes no, oh yeah want. and i and i think but you have to realize you know just as valid as those positive experience experiences are i mean it, it equates, okay. Yeah. The, the positive and the negative—they equate. They're they're both experiences. They're both they're cool. both emotions felt by each side. I mean, you have to realize that. Like, if you're gonna say that, I know a lot of people are saying, "Well, oh, he's so good, he's so good, he's awesome." All these people that are speaking negatively on him are lying. Well, what's what's there to say that you're not lying about him? You know what I mean? Like, well, it, it kind of goes he, both ways. It doesn't matter.
0: You can say as many positive things as you want about a person that that, that like can great. You know, you can vote for him and make him sound good. But if he's breaking NCA rules, man, he's breaking NCA rules like that. That, you know, going over practice and whatever those kind of times I know that, you know, everybody some people are saying, like, oh, you know, it's just not how it used to be or whatever. Might so what if that's not how it used to be, man? I mean, you can't get you can't get hired any job out there in the world and go break the rules and expect to keep your job. I mean, no matter how it got found out, no matter if he's unlucky or more unlucky than some coaches that might get away with more stuff, that doesn't matter. If you get caught doing it, I mean, those are the facts that are gonna eat up against you because you're not supposed to do that. It does Bringing matter. in
1: athletic trainers from the city rather than using the team it, athletic trainers and it just doing that behind their back, how, that's It doesn't wrong.
0: matter how nice he was to the players or some players or help some players their experience. Like, yeah, that might be great for them, but you know how many other coaches there are out there that you could bring in that don't have anything wrong with their resume and, you know, they didn't do anything to, to break the rules or do anything against the rules yet. So when those kind of things get out and they get found out, that's the stuff that people are looking to find out in this guy because he's going through an investigation and obviously it's happening for a reason.
1: Yeah, and I mean, yeah, he was a guy that opened his house up to players and took took team girls up to his lake house and had them, you know, up there for the summer. I, I there was a couple of girls that mentioned that that I talked to, uh, former gymnast, said that they, they, you know, he he had them come up there for the summer and hang out. And he was cool, and he you know he was like a father figure type of a role where he really cared about everybody. I think that's really valid. Like it's good that you know he was able to do that for some people, but other people just didn't have the same experience with him, and that's totally okay. Like it's okay not to have. The same experiences, you know, not everyone's gonna like a certain coach. Like, my gosh, dude, you played baseball for for how long? I played basketball. I, sometimes I didn't like the coach. There was kids that did like the coach, and vice versa, right? Like, it just happens. Not everyone's gonna love a coach, and especially when there's some of these stories that have been coming out from the negative side that are pretty traumatic and pretty pretty rough. Yeah. I mean, you have Without to give you gotta to that, give yeah. some you mean you have to give some validity to that. I mean, you can't you can't take away from those negative experiences by you know, trying to, to slander those with all the positive. I, I just think it's kind of a mess of a situation. Um, I mean we'll we'll see what happens. The only time will tell in this situation, um, whether it's, you know, uh you know, he waits two weeks and then the university makes a decision or he makes a decision on his own. Also interesting enough to note that his contract expires on April thirtieth, so that doesn't hit the two week window. The two week window that we're gonna hit um is is gonna end up being april 17th so that's going to be when you're going to look for a decision to be made after that two weeks yeah for sure but
0: has to have his time we'll see yeah it'll it'll be something i mean you know that we're going to keep up with it but i wouldn't expect um too much more to come out until that date probably it will be pretty uh stagnant again until that happens i mean we've kind of broke as much as we possibly could at this point so it, it'll yeah it'll, it'll just kind of be a waiting game now and we'll just have to wait to actually Had see what happens in the back there yeah, i mean yeah we, we i mean we've, we've gotten it out and i mean i thank you to anybody who's giving us credit for it for sure that was definitely
1: thanks a, for anybody that reads it yeah exactly it. Appreciate yeah you yeah, yeah
0: reads it and doesn't just read the headline and you know actually understands what he did that's that's definitely important to us so appreciate anybody that reads our stories negative or positive feedback doesn't matter but Here's something that I think, no matter what, from our fan or our, our reading base, our readers uh, got positive reaction was definitely what Presley Hudson decided to go do. straight Wesley. goat because, yeah, I mean, honestly, that was unbelievable. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to say you know, I was I was at home in Grand Rapids at a local bar um, just kind of watching or just hanging out really with some of my friends. I, I, I you know, look up to the TV. Presley Hudson's doing the three point competition, which I knew was happening, but didn't really think as much of it, I guess. Tell yeah, him I your mean, story.
1: Tell him your story. Tell them how you got yeah, that so, bar lit.
0: So I so we're just, you know, we're kind of watching, watching the game. And I'm with a friend who doesn't really watch, you know, sports as much. He's not super into it, but it's just me and him. And the bar is pretty full. It's a round bar, almost like a really, really large round table. Um, and there's just a lot of you know people watching, but some on of the smallest TVs you can possibly find there on ESPN too. Just gotta go in the three point competition. And I told my friend, I'm like, she's pretty, she's good. You know, she can shoot threes. Like I wouldn't be surprised if you know she did well in this competition, whatever goes up there and hits 19 in the first round and my friend's like dude she can seriously like kill it i mean this is coming from a guy that doesn't really watch force he's kind of getting into it so she goes the second round and she kind of gets that going um and starts hitting there she makes 23 in that round and you realize that she's going to go to the final it's like oh my gosh this is becoming a reality like she's going to win this whole thing it's not really a surprise to anybody but at the same time when you just see it happening from a school like us that's so small it's a huge deal i mean it's one of those stories where like loyal chicago right custer was the guy that went up against them if it was you know if they never made the final four last year right say before they made the final four if some random you know player from that school that's smaller and not a lot of people know about on a united states basis people probably go crazy right well, when people start to realize in that bar that it was a central michigan player up there that was shooting against because this you guy. told them yeah yeah i, I did I, come I told, on I, I said to him like as i'm watching i'm like i go there like this is like she's I, i've seen her do this for so long it's not like a huge surprise to me, but this is like crazy that she's and like, what competing happened in the in final this. round. What did I, everybody do? People are just crowded around this TV, like watching her at the, at the end of this thing, just watching like the guy, guy next to me is like, Holy crap, man. Like, this is crazy. Like, you know, just kind of like watching her hit these threes one after another. And the way she started the third round where she missed like five or six shots, it was kind of like, uh, you know, she, she made it to the final, like it a great effort but she just starts sinking them like, one after another after that and did not miss. It felt like until that final money ball would have been, Oh my God, even better if that would have went in, but either way, like they, they did a good job of like the, the other college players that were there kind of getting on her as she made it. But Anyway, she won the competition with 65 total points, had 23 in those last two rounds, 19, in the first round, 77 of 103 pointers. I mean, in it, four just, rounds, just, just think about that. I mean, just take a second to think about that. I mean, 77% percent, people on a hundred shots. I mean, that is literally insane. I mean, that is nuts. And, and to think that someone like that would, would do it. I mean, like I'm, I'm thinking back to when I first started covering her here, you know, years ago, and she was just a sophomore and the hype was already built around her. She was the, you know, the freshman of the year and everything like that in the Mac. And it was like, this girl can play some basketball. She just gets better every single year. And, th- and there's nothing you want to see more than a player that works as hard as she does, dude. I mean, every single day, every time she gets the chance to be in a gym. She does it. She never talks about herself. She's never big on herself, only gets down on herself when she doesn't do well enough. I mean, yeah, she'll get hype after she makes a big shot or something like any athlete would. But she's like so team oriented, only wants her team to do well, wants to win for a team, just like that entire group is around Sugo who's a great leader in that way. But just to see her do something like that, kind of the way her season ended Um, with, I mean, Presley personally, as a, as a person just getting to know her, I mean, she, she's a, a good person. Um, And to see her like, you know, hit the shot that she did in cleveland but then go out the next game and lose to buffalo where she did not have a good game um to see her play against michigan state where yeah she finished the game great um didn't play well that entire game and you gotta wonder what would happen if she played better in the first half um but hits that huge shot to give c the lead of 20 seconds only to see it evaporate 13 seconds later to come out and have one last chance to wear that flying c and play in that jersey um and represent central michigan like that and take home that much hardware unreal I mean, unreal, and just a great feeling for her. I mean, it made me happy to see it, uh, honestly, in general.
1: Go back and watch your interview with Molly McGrath from ESPN <laughs> after she won it. And, you know, you mentioned the the humility that she has and just mm-hmm. the way that she's all, all about the team. First thing she said was, you know, I, I got to thank my coaches for – you know, putting me in the position to be here. That, that's basically the first thing she said. And She'll always give that credit first. <laughs> you, you don't. Yeah. But, but, it, but even though, yeah, okay. She gives that credit first, but what happens second, third, fourth is still none of the me. It's still not about yeah. her. You know, like, that's the interesting thing about her is it's not like, Oh gotta give glory to God. I'm going to give glory to coaches. And then I'm going to give glory to me. It's, it's like, no, I'm going to give glory to, you know, God, my coaches, and then that's basically it. Anybody else? See so you guys later. Like her, her interviews are short. She doesn't talk thing. much. Yeah. She doesn't say much. She sticks to she sticks to herself. Like, that's just how she is. I mean, yeah, ask, her, ask her a direct
0: question about, like, how she played or, like, what she did to, you know, play that way. She's got to answer it that way, right? But that's really the only time you can, like, get her to talk about herself. It's an accomplishment. It's always thanking everybody else for giving her the opportunity. You can just tell she's a very thankful person for getting an opportunity. That's what's special about sometimes, you know, these smaller schools when these, you know, players blow up, they – realize that they actually got the chance to play here they they a lot of people overlook them um at schools that are noted as higher even though central michigan is a division one university it's like at the end of the day sometimes you know people like only look at the the power five schools as the big ones and for her to be able to put a school like this on the map kind of shows what you can do um even if it's just one player in a competition like that i mean the, the three-point competition isn't it? as hyped up as the NBA's one for say or anything like that but it doesn't matter i mean she was trending on twitter last night man trending on Twitter are you kidding me like that's I a, anytime like, I thought about it it was just like more and more insane as it started to happen it was just like this is unbelievable I mean I never thought you would have seen something like that for somebody that doesn't talk as and as quiet as she is to be able to blow up and be on a, a surface like that it was unbelievable and just to see her get that hot and make that many threes in a row it was I mean it was crazy she already beat Custer by the third rack I mean then the battle of the champions at the end that was Unreal, I mean, unreal, just so just it was fun to
1: watch her do that, and then sure. all, and then all the men's basketball players from the sidelines just going nuts, I mean oh, had, everybody was good at you good had heart you, in that, competition. yeah, I mean you had guys over there just absolutely going nuts like i mean it, it wasn't even like it just was like almost seemed like it was not real, but it was real at the same time, like exactly. to make seventy seven of them uh, to win it is one thing, but to make seventy seven of a hundred and four rounds is is unreal, and I think like. You know, you saw guys like Fletcher McGee from from Wofford going crazy, CJ Mastenberg from Buffalo. I mean, there, the, the list goes on and on of some guys that were there, and dude, they they were loving it, and that mm-hmm. was kind of the cool thing to me was to see you know them support her so much. I thought that was pretty neat.
0: No, it was unbelievable, man. Just to get the reaction that she got from everybody that was there, and to be able to experience it. She's already on her way to the WNBA Combine. I'm um, off this morning out to Tampa, Florida, to be able to do that. So if she gets a shot it's just at this point like don't be surprised if she ends up you know being a player that you're hearing about for a long time because she showed us it here for four years and none of it was a surprise to us but you can still only do so much um and and when you get the spotlight directly on you in an event like that it can really really blow your name up for a while so for sure good for her i mean good for her good to get the job done and hopefully we'll be able to catch up with her sooner or later here to get a more in-depth story just kind of talk to her about how she felt going through that whole thing because it had to be pretty crazy but Anyway, moving on to um, the next subject here is a little bit of football as we kind of talked finally! about. Finally, finally some football. <laughs> as we t- talked about um, the, this earlier in the podcast or when it we first started at, Yeah, for sure. We finally got the chance to talk to a couple guys this morning, offensive and defensive coordinators, Charlie Fry and Rob Akey. Um both both like ready to talk to us seemed like, but you know, Rob was definitely the more upbeat um of the two, I mean without a question. That's, that's just a what that, I was saying when the podcast
1: started. Dude walk. Okay, so listen to this, you guys. <laughs> Dude walks in. And, okay, so this was after we talked to Charlie Fry, the offensive coordinator, and the quarterback's coach. And he he walks in super quiet. He didn't name – he really didn't name any names. I asked him about, you know, the quarterbacks, who looked good, and he's like, oh, they all look good. It was the classic, you know, not trying to name anybody. And he was super (laughs) quiet, kind of just, all right, we're done, walked out of the room, and and, and in comes Roback. He busts down the door and goes, he goes, Hola, amigos! <laughs> and just starts yelling at us, and he—it he was
0: like it was just a whirlwind, like I, it was total you know, just, polar opposite. you know, like all oh, the usual media, oh, we got to get this over with. Got to talk to him, kind of thing. I like that, no, that guy. Was, it wasn't like that. He was I like, like excited to talk to us, and like you said to me afterwards, I wouldn't be surprised either if he was just okay to talk to us every single day of the week.
1: i'm No, <laughs> really though, I'm sure if we wanted to talk to him every day, he would. I mean, he, he's an I, older honestly. guy. He's been around the block he's done this where charlie fry you know he's still young in coaching but aki has been around, man. He's, he's some been a coaching coach. jobs. Yeah.
0: Else. I mean, like, and just the the energy that he brings, it seems like he just really wants to be around a group of kids and make them better. It's like a um, Don
1: Brown almost at Michigan. Like, reminds me of that sort of an energy. Like, for sure. Dude just loves to talk, loves to get after and he, it.
0: And he, it seems like he loves to be around the, the kids, and that's what they need. Mm-hmm. I mean, this team just went 1 in 11. There's still a lot of people that are on that team that are hurting, living from last year and still thinking about last year. And I mean, maybe that's not like, you know, what's in their mind now that they've had a little bit of time to get in with this new group, but bringing positive energy is exactly what you need to be able to get these guys fired up that are still in this roster after, you know, having to go through pretty much a living hell last year, to be completely honest. Um, you go one and 11, there's really nothing fun about a God, season like brutal. that. I, it's just being real. I mean, I'm sure that any of them would tell you the same thing. Yeah. I'm not sure that I'm guarantee you. If you ask the central Michigan football player if last year was fun, then I got to tell you it was fun. That's for sure. And to be able to have a guy come in and bring energy like this. And it seems like the kind of energy that, you know, and we, we haven't got the chance to talk to him yet. Tuesday. Well on, t- well, on Tuesday, he did tell us the weather was, weather was nice today, but anyway, we, we saw him, but haven't got the chance to talk to him about football yet. It seems like that's the kind of energy that he brought Um, when we did get to t- talk to him a while ago. He's a very upbeat guy. Um, and when he did talk to the crowd, he was very, you know, just loud and energetic and has that kind of voice to bring to the fan base when he, when he does decide to talk. Um, But nevertheless achy was the same kind of feel to me just really really came off as like i'm ready to do this
1: job yeah without a doubt and i think looking at kind of some of the things that charlie told us was you know looking at the quarterback room realistic guys that are going to compete i mean i I would say from my perspective you have quentin dormandy the the transfer from houston double grand double grad transfer and you got david mora juco guy coming from garden city and then tommy lazaro the guy who was I guess you could technically call him the starter last year because, he, yes, he didn't start the season as a starter, but if he wouldn't have gotten injured, he would have finished as a starter from week three on. So I would consider him the starter for last year, kind of the guy that has the most experience with his team um, at the quarterback position going into this season. I would say those three guys, you know, really looking at David Moore, Tommy Lazaro, Quentin Dormandy, I think... You know, a guy in, in George Pearson who's going to be a redshirt freshman this year might be able to surprise some people. Maybe he'll get some reps. I think Daniel Richardson is a true freshman. Um, he's going to probably take a redshirt, but I wouldn't be surprised if you saw him late in games because you can play up to four games and still get that redshirt. I would really look at those guys as, as the competitors. And when I asked, you know, Charlie what I, I asked him, I guess, who was standing out. And he basically said, everyone's standing out. And so then I asked him, well, what what kind of characteristics and traits do you want in your starting quarterback? And the first thing he mentioned was leadership. And I think that's that's the big thing for them this year is who's going to be able to lead the football team. You know, like, is, is Tony Poljan really a leader at quarterback? No. Like, why yeah. was he starting last year? I don't know. You know, he's not he's not a quarterback leader. That's the thing, though. And I, and I think, and I really do, when you look at who they have at quarterback, I think it comes down to Dorm- Dormady, and I think it comes down to Lazaro. I think those are your two guys that have true leadership characteristics for where they're at. Well, yeah, you know? look
0: at their backgrounds. Lazaro's a guy that didn't really get a chance to play until last season, has every reason in his last year here to be able to, like, you know, give everything. And Dormady he started has, power right? five. Dormady comes from a, a university where he might, I mean, injuries, whatever, but I feel like he never might have got the same chances. He might be able to finally get here a fresh slate, be able to come out yeah. and really prove something. I think you just got to look at both those guys' characteristics, and that already tells you that they're the best leaders you're probably going to find in the team.
1: No, and I think that's the interesting part, too, about that whole competition is, I mean, yeah, you have a guy in Dormandy who – started games at, at Tennessee. I mean, he, he was their starting quarterback until he got injured and then he transferred to Houston. And then one reason he was able to double grad transfer is just because of the fact that he wasn't able to get healthy. So he got cleared by the NCAA, but looking at him, I think he's really good in terms of, of leadership, obviously, but I also think passing the football, his completion rates high. Um, It would be if you lump all these quarterbacks together, he has the highest, you know, career completion percentage out of all these guys. and, And he's much further ahead than, than Lazaro. But I think Lazaro brings that, you know, aspect to run the football, something that, that Dormady really doesn't do at all. I think those are really two interesting things to look at about each of those quarterbacks and what they do different. Dormady might have the better arm, but Lazaro can run, and maybe he can be a little more versatile. Plus, he knows the guys from last year as well mm-hmm. um, in terms of his teammates. There, I yeah. mean, that'll be an interesting battle. I think Jonathan Ward is going to be huge. One rushing touchdown last year. How does he bounce back from that? You can come he, out
0: one of two ways in that situation. You can either mope about it, and if you don't get it going in the first game or two, he can fall apart or you can play the entire season and see where you go with it. And I think that's going to be big for him is literally just where his head's at. Honestly, if he can come out and be the player that he was a year ago when he was having a lot of success, when Shane Morris was the quarterback to help him out there, kind of give him more space and get him out going in the passing game. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, definitely a big part, but the offensive line also has to, yeah. has to be
1: there. <laughs> I think a lot of that offensive line help comes from, you know, guys like Draymond Hall and Luke Odecki who had to sit out last year. Both of those guys, um, you know, they're, they're definitely in the two deep as terms of, you know, starters and backups. They're in that two deep. I, I would be shocked if one of them, uh, wasn't in the two deep. That's, that's basically all I have to say on that. But yeah, I mean, Charlie Fry says that Ward's been impressing him so far, um, the way that he's been able to make his cuts and 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 really work out of the backfield is, has been impressive to him. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers, he said that uh Khalil Pimpleton also was a, a transfer had to set out last year from Virginia Tech. He's he's 5'9, 160, and Charlie Fry said he might be one of the fastest wide receivers I've ever seen. I would love to see him. i love to I'm excited to see him out of the slot. I mean, I think that's gonna be gonna be interesting. But I mean, Andy on defense, I know you talked to Tacky to yeah. a lot. It's gonna be replacing, you know bunting and crawford and and you know having two guys that are gonna go to the nfl is is huge but how do you how do you replace them
0: i mean yeah the two people he kind of mentioned like right away were daquan jameson and Devontae reed is like two players that are gonna be big uh you know daquan jameson being a senior obviously a leader right there but davani reed proved last year that he can make tackles he can play in that position mentioned the skill of both those guys as people that are really going to come out and be able to step up and replace um but i could just kind of sounded excited about every player that he was going to coach and be able to get some of these even newer guys that you don't know a lot about yet, being able to go, but it just sounded like those two. Is it, he he would mention you know someone first, and that would kind of be the person you would expect to go. um When it came to the defensive line, uh first name he mentioned, and really the only one he mentioned was Sean Adesanya to be able to replace Mike Dana on Mike Dana. When I asked him the question, said that he's not here anymore. You know, he's not my guy to coach. I'm here to coach the guys that want to be here. um I, I don't know if was, I don't think it was really to throw shade or anything, just kind of saying like. These are my guys that are still here, and Sean Asani sound like a guy he was talking pretty high of. that has been really, really good so far this spring that you can expect to see a lot of. Um, But yeah, they they definitely have a newer defense, so you need a guy to come in and be able to bring a lot of energy in that way to be able to get them going um, in that facet, because if you don't, it it goes the same, uh, you know, we were talking about offensive line a little bit with Charlie Fry, and he kind of said he has the most respect for those guys in the world because they don't ever get their names mentioned. They don't have the guys get brought up a lot. He said that the offensive line is the position where he just has the most respect for anybody out of anywhere just because they simply don't get their name called a lot so i think that that was a pretty interesting comment as well between the two of them making comments on players
1: yeah ecky also mentioned you know guys in that secondary that could step up brandon brown is a big name we yeah. saw him a lot um saw him a lot last year mostly on special teams but he also made a, made a couple plays rolling sturkey also is another guy from, from oak park illinois who is going to be a sophomore this year he he has potential to to really make some moves I think Gage Kresge could be a sleeper. You talked about um, Andrew Ward a little Andrew bit Andrew Ward a little bit at the, linebacker the linebacker position. Yeah, to I like some plays there. I like that too. I mean, kid was at Nebraska. was supposed to be legit, had to move back to Michigan. I think he's got some some talent that you got to watch out for. Michael Oliver, obviously a, a senior. senior, he's going to yeah. be kind of their guy, you know, to to lead that group. He'll be there. It's it, it Troy Brown. He mentioned him. You know, real quick. He's from Carmen Ainsworth down the road in Flint. Um, but he's a sophomore this year. I, I think they have the pieces. It's just putting him together, right? Yeah. I mean, for for a MAC school, right? I mean, yeah, they don't have. They don't. They're not. They're not going to have. You know eight guys get drafted from this group that we just mentioned but for a max school I mean they have guys that are going to be able to contribute and play it's just putting it all together and, and making it work on the field that's kind of the biggest thing right, for
0: sure and that's where his job I think is more important than anybody else's when mm-hmm. it comes to Akey, because he's got so many new faces and he lost so much from a team that was honestly pretty good defensively a year ago they just didn't have a lot of offense so he's got a lot of pieces to put into play and make better um, really before the season starts that's a pretty big job you know you talk about Fry. In his side of the ball, yeah, he's. I mean, you're still trying to find a quarterback because you didn't really have one all of last season. But they still have a lot of players back um, when it comes to skill positions, guys that have at least been in the field and played before. I think Rob Akey has the most important job in this team right now because if you can't figure out a way to get some of the most out of these guys that haven't really played as much or haven't seen as much game action, it could be a very scary sight on defense. So they they got a lot, a long ways to go, and I think that he's he knows that or he has to know
1: that. Well, I, I talked about it a lot. Was. What happened last year was you're one and eleven, but realistically the defense kept you in most of those games that were close, right? Mm-hmm. The offense didn't keep you in games. It wasn't like you were losing games where you were scoring forty five. Like that's not what CMU was doing. They were losing games, and they were losing them like seven to to twenty four. I mean, it was that yeah. kind of a game where the offense could not score. It was but the, hard but to the, watch but, but, of the offense. Yeah, but the point <laughs> no, but the point being though is the defense was able to keep them. Yeah. I guess air quotes here, but close in a lot of, in a lot of those games majority and, and of the
0: game until they were worn out and couldn't stop them anymore.
1: But the point in that, but the point of that all is that defense is huge this year because you lost so many guys that were key to keeping CMU close in the games. How much yeah. better is the offense going to be? I, I don't really know. So the defense has to step up. Otherwise, it's going to be bad a defense. I think I can they, need a defense. You that. they need they a defense. They need a defense. They will
0: not be a good enough offense to win
1: games. By and they lost a lot of pieces points. on defense. Yeah. And they, they lost their best two linebackers, their best two cornerbacks, and they lost their best three players in the front line.
0: So that's where, you know, a lot of these fans coming in, you you get a big name like Mikhail Wayne to come be your coach. You got to be patient with that. You got to really realize this year might not be another season where, you know, they they go out and just wow some people I think if you get up to five six wins you should probably be kind of happy with it if you see a lot of progress on both sides of the ball just because these aren't all you know what McElwain wants these aren't all of his guys um and there's recruits yet and some of these guys haven't even played yet in the defensive side of the ball so really as a fan I think you need to look at like what kind of progress they make as the season goes along because it's going to be a tough non-conference season I mean they're not playing nobody um to open up the season so it's definitely going to be a challenge for them to be able to you know go out there and get wins in the early part of the season so you really need to pay attention um and and like see what kind of steps they can make as the season goes along i think
1: but without a doubt what
0: what we got from both those guys this morning they seem pretty positive about it seem pretty upbeat on all of it so as you would expect oh yeah for sure i mean that's honestly like yeah you wouldn't expect them to say like oh yeah you know we're not (laughs) not playing good right now but never never or not practicing good right now but nevertheless it seems like they're they're pretty upbeat with both their uh, sides of the ball so one little quick mention i want to make here at the end is because it's it's something that's been pretty impressive so far with new head coach jordan bischel um the baseball team 21 and 7 um and really just a win streak of seven right now they just beat michigan state and notre dame this week which regardless of where their programs are at baseball wise right now it's still damn impressive that they were able to beat both those schools on back-to-back days um they're hitting the ball and they're they're not just you know that's not like a inconsistent thing. They're not doing it in the way that they did. I mean, you look at the last three games they just played in. It was fourteen, seventeen, and eight runs. I mean, they're able to get them across. And that's because like you know a lot of it is you know like talking to a couple of the players earlier this year. It was you know we're hitting it in the gaps now compared to you know I was trying to hit it the other way. And we're not looking for bunts. We're looking to hit with power. Like trying to do everything in a, in a different way and just an offense that seems to be changed. They have bought into his system completely and believed it. Uh, that, that's what it seems to be for me. He was the guy that said, like, they, they love him. He loves them. Like, it just seems like they have a really, really good relationship. And I think it's showing you how far in a sport like baseball where t- it's a team game. I mean, without a question, it's a team game. And when you have a head coach that's really bringing that much energy and kind of getting them to all buy around a system, it's clearly working with how they're playing baseball right now.
1: I mean it it's almost like it's easy to buy into that system too and the one that you were in before you clearly weren't happy with. No yeah I, I mean, mean that's and I think that worked out in officials favor was let's give them anything different than what they've had for the last oh gosh I don't know since I, I mean since I was born they've I mean it almost <laughs> seems like they've had the same system over and over and over again and he comes in he says all right well let's let's do something different let's do it my way now and the guys were like wow well, wow something new finally and the nice thing about it is this new way of doing things is fun.
0: 16 home runs this year, Evan. How many did they have last year?
1: I think it was 10. 10 all season.
0: That's – I mean, think about that. Already that many more. I mean, to be able to, to put in that many – I mean, 218 RBIs, they had, it was around the 300 number last year in total. I mean, you're talking about an absolute upbeat offense, and it's not like their pitching dropped off that much. It's still there. I mean, they're not – pitching is as good as you might like um right now but they're they're still like up there but they have four guys at the top of your order hitting over 300 i mean right now zach gillies he's 406 i mean honestly it's just it's impressive that they're able to just step up and hit this much better it has to i mean you have to think a lot of the credit goes to the new coaching i mean it's not just like these guys change and develop that much and just one off season just woke up and we're like all right we're gonna hit the ball as well mm-hmm. a lot of it, I think, is just because of the new coaching style that was brought in how they were you know brought up to be able to hit this entire offseason it's helped him a lot i mean all these guys that are hitting over 300 the four of them that i mentioned that's over 100 at bats already this season they're still hitting that way so it's been consistent it's not like it's just coming out of nowhere um and below that they still have zach kiki who's hitting 291 jason sullivan's at 289 chase rollin 284 i mean that's all all in all that's almost your entire batting order is hitting near the 300 mark and hitting in runs and driving in runs and I mean, honestly, it's just been really impressive. 65 doubles already this season, 13 triples. I mean, they're statistically, they're playing really, really good. And honestly, they were a team that, I what was it, they were picked, I think it was third or fourth um, to finish in the division this year. I, I think it was fourth, just like they were a mm-hmm. year ago, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, um, by the Mac. But right now, you got to think that some of those opinions might be changing with the way that they're playing in the, in the non-conference portion of their schedule. I mean, yeah. a couple conference games in Northern Illinois, and they swept that series.
1: Yeah, and I think, too, you got to look at, you know, Pat Leatherman, you know, a two, three, seven ERA and yeah. seven starts. He looks really good. 37 strikeouts to his, to his name in 38 innings. Uh, that, that's darn impressive. Almost has the sub one, uh, whip, which, I mean, if you're under one, if you're under one as a starter, you're, you're, you're damn good. And, and then you also have to look at a guy like Cam Miller out of the pen. I mean, he's come out, he's come out 10 times. He's, he's been able to manage, manage people left and right. I mean, he's been able to strike them out. He's been able to induce a lot of ground balls and, you know, ERA is 0.89. What what better can you, can you, you ask, ask for of much pen? more? I mean, let's, let's be honest. So I, I think really what they've been able to do this year is just, it's just been impressive. I mean, it it's almost one of those things where you, you almost feel like with what you've seen in the past from this team, knowing that they've always had a lot of talent, but they've never been able to really put it together. Um, yeah. They've won a lot of regular season titles, but they weren't able to ever win a Mac tournament championship under, uh, under Steve Jackson. And I think it's almost one of those things where, like, right now you're in that stage where is it too good to be true? Yeah, you know, and you feel like you feel like it's good, and you feel like it, it's good enough to be true, but you're still kind of wondering. And I and I think you know once we get down to that April 12th to to 14th Kent State series um, down in Kent, Ohio, I think that's when you're really gonna know what this team's about because because Kent State is is the premier. You know the cream of the crop mm-hmm. in the MAC, and I think you know once you see how they fare against the Golden Flashes, we'll start to really understand. You know how how good can this team really be? Can they really make a run? And and I think it's looking like it right now, but, but we'll see. With what we
0: see on paper right now, last it year, looks C- good. CMU went to 30 and one. They're twenty one and seven right now. I mean, it's when you just bring it in that way and talk about it like that, it's uh kind of hard to deny the record so we'll see where they end up i mean it's hard it would be hard for me to imagine them not getting more wins than they had a season ago so right now for jordan bischel looking like he's done a pretty good job taking over the uh the head coaching role of the baseball team but that'll do it for us i'm aruna bull this week make sure you guys keep up with some stories we'll have coming out this weekend uh, over baseball as they play softball plays also this weekend with a couple games um, we'll definitely try to get some more up for you on presley hudson and her fanatics and make sure you keep up with uh central follow the coverage already out in jerry Ryhard, but we'll be sure to keep you guys updated when we hear more on that. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.